0: Good day. Today we talk about how God is just, how he is good and fair. Growing up, everything I do should be right, for any wrong will be punished. That's why I'll get angry when I study for a test and the classmate who cheated off me would get a higher score. I'll be angry when I've been waiting in line for hours and hours, and then someone suddenly cuts in the line in front of me. I'll be bitter when my efforts aren't affirmed but the lazy gets rewarded i'll cry unfair i'll cry i deserve this when it calls for a reward but then i keep silent when what i deserve is punishment that is why this attribute of god being just was something that i was afraid of because i know in my heart that in god i always fall short i'd love him being gracious and merciful but the just part I don't appreciate or focus that much on up until it was highlighted to me the past year when we saw so much injustice right in front of us. You get to appreciate when the one in authority is fair and good, when evil is punished and the good rewarded. But it angers us deeply when what happens is the opposite, when the evil is rewarded and the good suffers. It angers us when the helpless are oppressed, when the law is enforced only to the poor and to those without connections. And what frustrates us even more is that the sense of morality is relative to people. What is good for one isn't for the other. It changes depending on the culture, the geography, the demographics, even the time. So what is our hope now? And who can we lean on for justice to be served? Deuteronomy 32, verse 4, gives us an answer. It says here, The rock, his work is perfect, for all his ways are justice, a God of faithfulness and without iniquity. Just and upright is he. This was uttered by Moses in front of the Israelites. And he says here that God is the rock, he is immovable. He does not change. He is unshakable for he is a sure foundation. He is a straight arrow that doesn't bend. His standards don't change in culture and in time. His work is perfect for all his ways are justice. His work is always right and never wrong. All his ways are just. Even when we think it isn't, it is. For he is consistently good and fair. Therefore, only he could set the standards. So when we are confused or unsure whether one thing is right or wrong, let's turn to God. We see what is good when we look at him. For it is only in him where we can find no fault. Any other source will always fall short. So the question now is, where does our standards come from? How can our standards be right if it comes from that which is flawed? That is why it is important that our source does not do wrong and is always fair. Someone who is unchanging, not bound by time nor culture, someone who is righteous and faithful, that someone is our God. A God of faithfulness and without iniquity. Just and upright is He. God is the one faithful. God is the one who is righteous. It is not us, but it is God. We were created in his image and his likeness. And this is the reason that innate in us is a sense of justice. The need for fairness. It is only that sin came in and distorted our view. Man's sense of morality became relative and faulty. But God was never immoral. And his standard is absolute. Sin is sin and the righteous rewarded. Therefore, we can trust in him knowing that in him there is no bias, there is no partiality. He doesn't lean on color, on social status, nor where you come from. His judgment is always fair. The Bible tells us that no man is righteous, not even one. All have sinned and fall short of the glory of God. We all are guilty and are deserving of death. But God showed his love for us that while we were still sinners, Christ died for us. And on the cross is where love and justice meet. God showed this justice on the cross when he did not let sin go unpunished. God could have simply snapped his finger to save us all, but he cannot contradict himself. Though he is gracious, merciful, and loving, he is also just. And the justice of God demands a sacrifice for man's sins. So Jesus became the sacrifice who paid the penalty for our sin by dying on the cross. But it did not end in death. Jesus rose from the dead after three days, offering us the forgiveness of our sins and giving us the righteousness that merits eternal life for those who repents and believes. And through the power of the Holy Spirit, we follow God's way to make right that which is wrong. And we look to Scripture to define what is right. And this life that we now live, we live according to his standards. We become the vessels of change in this broken world as we bring the message of hope of the gospel to the people. A well-known symbol for the justice system is the blindfolded lady holding a scale and a sword. But now we see a greater symbol of justice on the cross. It is through the cross that the wrong was made right how mankind was justified and restored in a right standing with God. So may the cross remind us that God is just. In the here and now, we might see that justice is incomplete. However, God's faithfulness assures us that injustice isn't the end, but justice will be served. What we see in part, God sees in whole. Justice may not come in our lifetime, But as justice was already demonstrated through Christ, in light of eternity, we know that evil will be punished and the righteous will be rewarded. That God will right all the wrongs. He will administer his justice, for God is just. Let me pray for you. Lord, you are the rock. Your work is perfect, for all your ways are justice. You are a God of faithfulness and without iniquity. Just and upright are you. I pray, O oh Lord, for those here who've been wronged or falsely accused. I pray for those who are defenseless and are oppressed. I pray, O oh Lord, that you avenge them and vindicate them. I pray, God, that you bring justice to their cause, that peace and order may be restored. I also pray for those who've done wrong in the past and now are repentant and want to make things right again. I pray that you receive mercy and find grace of God to be sufficient. I pray, Lord, for our nation and the world. Let your kingdom come and will be done. Let justice be served and righteousness reign. May you be our standard of what is good and what is right. May we be fair in all our dealings and help us defend those who suffer unjustly. Our hope is in you that in fullness of time, you will return and every wrong will be made right. Thank you, Lord. We glorify you in Jesus' name. We will continue to be in an attitude of prayer as we pray for the restoration of relationships and emotional healing. If you're listening and you're believing God for a restoration of a broken marriage, a broken relationship between siblings, between parents and a child, between friends or whatever broken relationship that you may have or maybe someone you know has, Why don't you agree with me in prayer? Lord God, you are a God who restores. You can mend what is broken and make it whole again. I pray, O Lord, that for the restoration of these broken relationships, I pray, God, that your mercy will abound, that we will experience forgiveness from you, and that this will cause us to forgive each other. I pray that you move in our midst. We know that no heart is too hard for you to soften. Nothing is impossible to you. Thank you for relationships will be restored in Jesus' name. Amen. And now we pray for those who are in need of emotional healing. Lord, you are our great healer. And you not only heal physically, but you also heal emotionally. So today we claim healing for those who are hurting, for those who are in pain. Maybe it came from a loss of a loved one, a trauma, abuse, a breakup, or whatever the cost that is. Lord, you know what we are going through. And thank you, Lord, that you are close to the brokenhearted. You are you are Emmanuel. And thank you for no tears wasted and no cry is unheard. Thank you that right now you are giving your peace and your comfort to each and every single one of us. We claim the emotional healing today. All these we ask in Jesus' name, amen.